Welcome everyone to the first AMCAT podcast. We come to you from the AMCAT Center here at Anna Maria College. Uh, today we'll be joined by a coach um, going into his fourth season and has drastically improved the baseball program. I want to welcome and thank uh, head coach Dan Brian for being here today. How's it going, coach? Great. Thanks for having me. Um, I'd like to start off by talking about the past a little bit, and then we'll get into some of present uh, AMCAT baseball here. Um, basically, first thing I want to talk about is how um, you were able to get the AMCATs turned around so quickly in your first and second season. Well, I appreciate that compliment. Um, really, all the credit goes to the players. Um, we, you know, we brought in a good group of a core that first year and um, kind of laid out the foundation for the type of program we wanted to be. And I thought it was important that we focus on where we wanted to go rather than where we were currently. And uh, so we just put a huge emphasis on like building towards the future and that if we do things the right way every day, then good things are going to happen for us. And th- that original crew we brought in really bought into that. And, um, you know, they've been the, the core and the foundation of the team. Uh, and the reason that we've had the success we've had is really because of those guys, you know, the, the Hollands, the Genitasios, the, the Twitchells, the Marzacks, the Cunninghams, like that, that original crew of guys, uh, Shell, you know, that, that first crew, they came in, uh, they were all good players. They could have gone to a lot of different places. They believed in the vision that we had. And, and really, honestly, the rest is history. And now we bring a new class in. And it's just the way we do things is the way we do, and we just assimilate the new guys, and we have a real welcoming environment and make everyone feel part of the team the day that they get here because uh, we all have the same goal. We all want to win the GNAC every year. We want to be competitive in the NCAA tournament. We want to get out to the World Series and be one of the last eight teams in the country playing baseball. And so as long as I'm here, that's going to be the goal. And these guys have really bought into that vision. So, I mean, Say we turned it around as quick as we have. It, I, you just, I got to give all the credit to the kids because they have worked their tails off and they've played so hard, and it's it's been really special to watch them kind of grow and develop as a program over the last couple of years. Yeah, it definitely helps also to see that most of those kids that you have brought in stay. So, like, your retention rate is outstanding. But also I could definitely, from, like, watching you and watching the team over the last couple of years, I would definitely say your coaching style also helps with that. I mean, I think you would agree. I I appreciate that. I mean, it's all about creating, uh, you know, a winning environment. And I think you're a product of your environment. So we have a winning culture and a winning environment here. And it just resonates throughout the whole roster. And it's just, you know, I I try to be encouraging. I try to put them in position to be successful. I try to motivate them. And they know that I'm going to always be out recruiting. So I think that's always in the back of their mind is like if I get a little bit too comfortable here, he's going to have two guys barking up my tail next fall. And so – um, you know, whatever motivates them. You know, I right, mean, yeah. we brought in three freshman infielders this year, and uh, Philly Varis is on All-American pace. He's hitting about 475 in the fall, and the kid's playing out of his mind. And it's like, you know, is it because he's a stud? Is it because he's a third year in our program? Is it because he's stronger than he's ever been? Is it because the kid works his tail off and dedicates his time in the summer to his craft? Or was he goosed a little bit knowing that he's got competition coming in and if, you know, and if he doesn't raise his level of play, he may end up becoming a PO because that's the crazy thing with Philly is he's such an elite arm, but he's also our starting second baseman. And so, you know, if we could ever get to a point where we could move him to a full-time pitcher, I mean, he's got even more in the tank, but it's just like, he's, 
he's such a good athlete and such a good player. We, we got to use him both ways. So it's like there's different uh, factors, I would say, that kind of motivate different guys. But whatever it is, I, I you know, we just got to keep that rolling because it's working. Yeah, I just I just love seeing like the the relationship that you have with your players because like you're eating lunch with them on on a normal basis, not COVID obviously, right. but on a normal basis you're eating lunch with them every single day. Um, they see you not just as like a coach; they can see you as a friend. And I know some people would say you don't want to be a friend as a coach, uh, but like you kind of have those that switch where you can turn it on and they they know that so that yeah. they're very aware well it's a it's a balancing act and, and so you you call it you reference of, as a friend i look as it more of like a father-son relationship or maybe like i'm still young i'm 34 <laughs> i uh i also would say like it's more like a big brother little brother kind of relationship where like they know i would take a bullet for them they know i'm going to be the first one out fighting for them they know i'm going to be the first one there to defend them but i'm also going to be the first one to correct them if they get out of line or they make a mistake. And so, you know, I love them. I love the guys, and they know it. They, and, and that's part of the reason that they play the way they do uh, for us because they know that we love and care about them and we want to do everything we can to put them in a position to succeed, whether they're the starting shortstop and batting third or the 35th guy on the, on the, on the bench. That We treat them all the same. The standards apply to everybody, and I think the guys respect that. And, you know, you got to love them. But then there's also time you have to discipline them. And so it's, like I said, it's a fine line, but it's like, and I would equate it more like a big brother, little brother relationship or like father son kind of relationship more than a friendship. But I mean, I love the guys and they know it. And uh, this is why I do it. I do this because I love it and I enjoy it. And I, I want to give them the best experience possible while they're here. So, and I, th- I think they appreciate and respect that. And we try to do everything we can, whether it's fundraising, uh, strength and conditioning, extra couple days in Florida, whatever it is. We just try to give them the best experience possible. And as long as we keep doing that, I think the guys will always respond to that. Yeah, the addition of strength and conditioning at the school has definitely helped. Oh, yeah. Brett Holmgren and Bailey Braga have been tremendous for not just baseball, but I would say all sports. uh, Yeah, absolutely. There's there's, there's teams in the gym now that our first year – I don't know if they ever did a, like a out of season workout. They got the whole roster in there now working with Bailey and Brett. And of now this is I'm speaking in pre COVID terms. Now Correct. The, yeah. The ten man limit in yeah. the uh, gym yeah. and all that. And another thing I would say is that the school has done a really good job with uh, with the whole COVID thing. I mean we're back in school. A lot of people aren't back at school. We've been able to have basically an uninterrupted normal fall season Correct. where a lot of schools aren't even able to practice. So like you know and and they they made the investment to test us twice a week. So I feel comfortable being on campus and interacting with people. And so at the end of the day, they, the school's done a really good job getting us back to school and back to athletics. And so and I think that's a really encouraging sign for us uh, for the springtime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess uh, talking about the springtime, do you think we'll be back to somewhat normal or how do you see that kind of playing out? Well, I mean, you know, what happened last spring, nobody could have foreseen, but as every week and every month goes by, there's more and more information and more and more data and more and more science and evidence to uh, back up these claims and thoughts that everyone has. And so I just think that, like, we, we you know, these kids all played all summer safely, all across the country. They played baseball safely. Um, we've had a, a full fall season. We had one little blip on the radar, but we enacted our protocols and we, we isolated the incident and got it out and prevented a spread. So, to me, I, I think that 
us as a baseball program have been like a proof of concept for athletics that look this can be done if you follow the protocols and you weigh your mass and you keep your distance and you're outside and you're washing your hands and you're vigilant and you're following the protocols I, I think that we are the proof of concept that you can play safely um now it's got to be a level playing field there's a lot of different factors i mean the testing definitely helps makes everyone feel comfortable and it, it gives you the ability to, to root somebody out that could be dangerous to your you know your bubble population so we did it in the summer we did it in the fall and so i just there's no reason we can't play baseball in the spring the other sports i get it there's contact or you're inside or whatever but there's no reason we can't play baseball and softball in the spring and there's no way you could convince me otherwise of that and and i i lived it in summer ball i've lived it in fall ball we've done it our kids have done a tremendous job of um you know doing everything they can to be safe but be able to do what they love and they love to play baseball they love to compete and i i really hope they get that opportunity because i we have a real special group here no, absolutely and, I, and we need to play absolutely so, <laughs> no absolutely um, i just think like baseball and softball especially like they're social distance absolutely to begin with so it just it wouldn't make sense but i can understand where it's like are they going to let some sports play versus and then not others so that's kind of our season ripped out from under us so i feel like they should take that into account and on top of it you know life isn't fair and there's a lot of things that we can't do that other people get to do and other sports get to do and there's a lot of sacrifices that we've made to be able to be here so these kids need to play they want to play we can do it safely, so I, I really hope they get the opportunity to do that. And, like, on that note, like, because, like, year three for you, because this is your fourth season, but year three was definitely setting up to be probably the best season that Anna Maria baseball would have had in its program history. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of was curious, like, what your feeling was when you were told, like, hey, like, you're not going to be able to continue after you play WPI mm. last weekend in florida it still makes me sick just thinking about those conversations like you know with joe and watching everything unfold it was just we were down in florida uh and with the whole team and it's just it was unfolding with the with the nba the rudy gobert thing was happening as we were down there and then, then the nescat canceled you know and so things it was like a, a ball like unraveling of yarn kind of thing like and yeah. every day it was like something different and something new and and i again give our school a lot of credit because mary lou and Joe Brady, they they held in, they hung in there until there was no fight to fight anymore. We Correct. were one of the last yeah. teams to bag it, and they, they knew we had a special group. They wanted us to be able to play. It would have been great for the school. And so, again, we did everything we could, but the, we did the right thing also in the spring. We needed to stop when we stopped. And it was at the, looking back, it was the smart thing to do, to Correct. keep everyone safe. Okay, now we have more information. We have the ability to test. We You know what I mean? So, like – Coming into this spring, I think it's a different story. At the time, they made a, the right decision it, that saved lives. It kept everyone safe. It, you know, it was very frustrating. It was tough to deal with, especially because these kids had put in, put so much into that season. You Correct, know, and, and you were even getting f- top twenty-five votes, which has never happened. Correct at, at, at yeah. Anna Maria. So Correct. I am so proud of them for in such a short time being able to get themselves onto that, not only a regional, but now a national stage and get yeah. to the opportunity. And, like, we always talk about it. You want to be ranked? Well, you you, you got to sweep WPI. You know, you, you got you got to go tell you got to play the CCC teams. you got to play the Little East teams. So we've played a tough schedule since, um, that, since I've got here, and we're always going to play a tough schedule. And because it's the best way to get you ready to play a tough conference slate. And, like, we always say – uh, you know, Suffolk left, but St. Joe's isn't going anywhere, and Johnson and Wales isn't going anywhere. They're only going to continue to get better, and we have a ton of respect for those two programs. 
And we know no matter how good we are, we're going to have to play our best baseball if we're going to beat them. Correct. And, and you're going to have to beat them when it counts, and then you're going to have to beat them again. Yep. And, and, and it, <laughs> so it's not easy. And we got a great team. But every single day, we're going to have to go out and earn it, and we're going to have to earn our respect. And if you want to continue getting that national attention and that regional attention, which they deserve, then they got to go out and they got to compete and they got to earn it every single day. And, and they've done a, a tremendous job with embracing that, you know, because a lot of teams have the talent to do it. They don't have the the focus or the drive or the, you know, it, it just does a lot of, for a lot of reasons, things fall apart. But these guys have all the, all the yip factors they need to make that run. And now we just got to be able to play to be able to right. do it. Absolutely. Uh, so like it's kind of now current, how, how did, uh, is the team looking for the fall so far? It's been great. I mean, it's been really crisp practices. Our, we basically have two starting lineups in our Cardinal and Black World Series. Uh, both of our starting pitchers for the Cardinal and Black team are in the low 90s. Marzik's up to the mid-90s now. He hit 95 for a called strike. Uh, so there was no variance. There was no bat off the bat. There was no misread. It was a called strike on the outer third at 95 miles an hour. Um, so Jack and Coster also went up and worked. It was over 20 major league scouts that worked up uh, at the uh, Blue Jays AA Stadium a couple weeks ago, and then Jack got invited down to the top 25 from that event and going down to McCoy Stadium on October, I believe it's 24th, a couple Saturdays, and they're going to play a game. It's going to be the last baseball event down at McCoy Stadium. And then uh, we've had the Red Sox at practice, and we've had the Padres at practice watching Jack. And, you know, we got – three or four guys popping 90 miles an hour. We got a real deep rotation. Our lineup, we've had continuity in our lineup. We've, we've had the core of our lineup here. We've had, again, we're bringing back six of our nine starters again. So the core of that lineup's back. And I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to our freshman class. Our 2020 class has been, it's been awesome seeing them because you gotta remember, yeah, we lost our season too. These kids, they lost, these freshmen lost their high school season. They had a modified summer ball. You know, and then they're coming into a good program, where and and they've 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 done a great job. Aiden Calcaterra's hitting the cover off the ball from New Jersey. Luke Kalunin, tremendous third baseman. Uh, we got three freshman arms that we really like on the mound uh, that have, have thrown the ball real well this fall. They got a lot of potential. So we got some athleticism. We can swing it. We got a real good bullpen. We got a real good st- our top of the rotation. I think our rotation's as deep as anybody, at least in in New England, definitely in the GNAC. But I just it's just we can compete with anybody now, and we proved that last year, and, and we're going to have a shot, hopefully, to prove that again in the spring, and I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely tough um, when you see how good you can be and then not able to display it because, like, you can talk so much about yeah. it and until you can actually prove it. Especially here, it's not like we have like a 25-year track record of like ripping off, you know, regional championships and all that. So we're still kind of new on the scene, and we're still kind of announcing our presence, and people are still giving it that little sideways eye, Anna Maria, you know what I mean? Right. And it's a, but now it's now we live in a world where when the scouts down at the complex, they say who's over on field two, and the guy yells back, Anna Maria. Three or four of those pro scouts walk over and watch practice now. So we've gotten our name out there. We've announced ourselves on the national stage, and we've competed with some of the top teams in the in the region and in the country. So, you know, going into 2021, it's like take all that stuff out of it. Now here we are, hopefully with a shot, with a blank slate and a chance to go out and have a chance to put a banner up on the wall and give these kids that, that you know, the final piece to that experience is is, is Especially the for the seniors. Yeah, yeah, it would be really special for yeah. them. Because uh, they you're were getting, here from the beginning, you know. Right, because you're getting – 
most of them back from last season. Yeah, so uh, Joe Cabrera graduated and moved on, but Greg Gehring, um, Philly Veris, Adam Twitchell, and Liam Cunningham all will be back in the spring for their COVID year. So it'll be COVID great, it'll be great yeah. to have them back. <laughs> and we've, we've, we've been young since I took this job because it was a Correct. rebuilding yeah. project, and now we've grown up. And what we've got, last year was like our coming-of-age moment because there were games last year um, that, you know, as well as we did, it's not like we won 12 nothing every game. And so there were games where, like, that character and that maturity showed itself. It's like two years ago we, we made a couple errors. We, get, we gave Curry some runs. We blow that game two years ago, three years ago. We won that game now because they know. Just keep putting good at-bats on. It's going to work out. We're a better team. Eventually, we're just going to win the game. And there was a couple of times that happened down south where it's like I would look at Brett and say, hey, last year we don't win this game. Now we've won it because we've had that coming-of-age moment. So it's like for this senior class, they've been through the highs. They've been through the lows. They've, they've done it all. They were the first group to believe in our vision, and it would right. me- mean a lot to me, and I know it would mean a lot to them to finish the job this year. Yeah, because like I've even seen that – kind of that leadership from those upperclassmen just rub off on those freshmen. Because I know last year there was a couple freshmen that got first innings. They struggled a little bit, but they fixed it right away because they they knew they had to and that they had everyone behind their back waiting for them to perform like they should. Yeah, it's tough no matter when you're – you know, your first game you're going to have those jitters. People forget in the fall of Costa's freshman year, he struck out his first at bat and booted a bunny the first ball hit to him. (laughs) And ever since then, he's been one of the best players in Division Three baseball. And he's as good as it gets at this level. He's, he's very but impressive, yeah. even that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was still a freshman. And that's just, and it's happened. And we're going to make mistakes. But the key is not compounding the mistakes, being able to minimize. You know, we can give up one. We can give up two. That's not going to beat us. We're going to score. Just don't give up an eight. Don't give up a six. Keep those crooked numbers off the board. Minimize. And just keep putting good, good hard, aggressive swings on the ball at good pitches to hit. And, and we're going to win a ton of games. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to add in here? Or? No, I, thanks for having me on and giving us a chance to talk about the program. And Absolutely. appreciate all the stuff you do for Anna Maria College Athletics. Oh, thank you very much. Well, that is AMCAT's uh, podcast, episode one. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Bye.